listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 44 and 45 of the manga. We're going to do our summary discussion and then spoilery discussion, as we always do. I don't have any other announcements. <laughs> Except that this re- week's going to be all, all Ritsu all the time, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, let us let us begin. It is late, late night in the studio. And by studio, I mean closet, in my case. <laughs> Let's begin. So this episode, this chapter, these chapters, <laughs> Ritsu is here. It's going well. <laughs> it's it's going bad. <laughs> Ritsu is here. Richansan is here, I should say. <laughs> at Shigure's house. Shigure and Richansan. So last time, at the very end of the chapter, Richansan appeared outside of Shigure's gate. So at Shigure's house, Shigure and Richan sit together inside at the table and Richan immediately apologizes for causing Tor trouble at the front gate. Tor appears and says, it was no trouble, of course, and that she's happy to get to meet Richan-san. Shigure is like, Richan-san? Because <laughs> I guess he hasn't heard her say that before. Uh, Tor remembers that the hostess of the Soma Inn that the gang went to visit for White Day and thinks that she finally got to meet her daughter, the monkey, Richan-san. And Shigure wants to know, to what do they owe this unexpected surprise visit? And Richan-san is like, eh, eh, uh, I'm sorry, am I bothering you? And Shigure is like, yup. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ritsu says, standing up. And Shigure is like, I was just kidding, and like pulls her down. As usual, you're just like your mother, Shigure says. In the three chat, Richan-san says that um, she heard the other Junichi have come to meet Toru and wanted to as well. And they introduced themselves politely. Um, so now I can finally say that her name is Ritsu Soma. And Risu turns out has brought a gift, of course, but not knowing what fruit they might like, she has brought books about fruit instead. <laughs> I also think Shigure is happier about the books, though. Like later, he picks them up and he's reading them throughout the rest of the scene, yeah. which is really funny. One of his little bubbles has like tiny words to say, "Yay, new books!" Yes, exactly. <laughs> Tor looks a little surprised, uh, so I assume that there is a short silence that's followed by Risu saying, "Eh, eh, eh. I'm sorry. It was a stupid idea, wasn't it? Did I offend you?" Well, yes, yes, you did, Shigure says, anger vein rising. I'm sorry, Ritsu shouts and holds her coin purse. I'll go get some fruit right away. And then Shigure <laughs> grabs her again and is like, I kid, I kid. Ritsu slumps on the table and is like, just say it. I'm not worthy of visiting this house. And Shigure is like, that's not true. And Toru is like, he's right. She wanted to meet Richan-san. Uh, so her coming to visit makes Toru happy, of course. And Ritsu wipes away a tear from her eye and then smiles and says, thank you so much. Wow, Toru thinks she's even more beautiful when she smiles. Tor says that she hasn't met horse son or rooster son yet, so they they must be men because Richan is one of the few women, right? Right? Because and I had to dig back in the archives of my brain and also the manga for this, but Kagura said at the very beginning, the first time that she showed up, that there are three girls in the zodiac or something. Like mm-hmm. she said, there's two other women in the zodiac yep. when they met. So Shigure suggests that Toru go change since she's still in her school uniform, and so she pitter patters off to do that. You too, Richan, he says. Are you going to keep wearing long sleeve kimono? Uh, and Risu says, yes. I'm sorry. Not that I mind, Shigure says, but do you wear that to college too? Yes. I'm sorry, Risu says again. Then it's like, eh, eh, eh. Is that bad? Is that really bad? No, it doesn't really matter, Shigure says, not looking up from a fruit book that he's been reading all this time. <laughs> Yuki arrives home and asks if there's a visitor, having seen Risu's shoes in the hallway. And Risu greets Yuki, and Yuki looks a bit taken aback. You're the same as always, Ritsu. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll take it off right now. I'm sorry, Ritsu says, like pulling on the kimono. Same old Ritsu, Yuki thinks. <laughs> Shigure pokes Ritsu in the ribs, and then Ritsu chills out. As an old wise man once said, Shigure says, when Richan gets out of control, without panicking or making a fuss, push his side. <laughs> <laughs> 
Miyuki sighs, of course, lamenting his existence in Shigeru's house, probably. That's my additional side note. <laughs> Yuki asks if Ritsu has been well, and Ritsu says that Yuki seems well, too. You're looking more and more like your brother. Ritsu says, smiling, I'll be going now, Yuki grumps, <laughs> which, of course, causes Ritsu to worry again. <laughs> Toru and Yuki run into each other in the hallway, and Toru asks if Haru is all right. Yuki says he's not sure. He's fighting through a lot. And so am I, Yuki thinks. Fighting, Toru wonders. It's all right, Yuki says, and he smiles a sort of like composed smile. I didn't know how to describe it either way. It's kind of like a restrained smile. That's probably a better way to describe it. Yuki goes to change, but as they split, he's about to say, I think you should know that Ritsu is, but of course he's cut off by Ritsu appearing, saying that she thinks she'll be leaving soon. Ritsu is like, it would be rude of me to stay too long, and Toru's like, oh no, please, wait, you only just got here, and I haven't entertained you at all yet, and Ritsu's like, oh no, I mustn't be trouble, please don't mind me, and Toru grabs Ritsu's arm, he's like, no, I want you to stay, and Ritsu's like, don't waste those kind words on me, just hearing them makes, makes my heart full, and Toru's like, don't say such things, and Ritsu's like, no, you don't say such things, and meanwhile, Yuki's just like, dot, 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 <laughs> the exchange between them makes me chuckle, so, <laughs> it's wonderful. Ritsu accidentally bumps Toru into something, like, to the side. I don't know what it is, like, some a counter or something, and knocks some dishes to the floor. And everyone is physically okay, but Ritsu starts to freak out. No, to think that I would do something so unbelievably evil as to break someone else's dish in their own home. And Toru was like, but I was the one who broke them. And Shikari is like, did something break again? Which is also <laughs> hilarious. Ritsu continues, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that someone such as myself would intrude into your home. It's unforgivable. I apologize. I apologize to the whole world. And Toru sees Ritsu's toes drawing ever closer to the broken glass and grabs her, which results in a surprising transformation into an adorable monkey. <laughs> but she's a woman. Why did she transform? Huh? Toru says, holding up her arm, which also turns out to be bleeding. We transition to later, and Shigure calls to Tori to come and take care of Toru's cut, and he says that he'll come later tonight, and Shigure, of course, teases him about having a secret crush on Toru. <laughs> the night school doctor strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Yuki bandages up Toru's hand and explains that Ritsu is a man who has dressed in women's clothing for a long time, and Toru thinks to think that such a beautiful person would be male. The Soma family is full of beautiful people, which is true. We should possibly have uh, some air quotes around the word bandages. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's wonderful because Toru's like, it's fine. And then later Momiji's like, someone tried real hard to bandage yeah. this. <laughs> That's right. So I'm about to say, Yuki wipes his brow and he's like, I did it. And she says, thank you very much. And she looks at it, which is like, there's a little sound effect that says floppity flop <laughs> in, the, in the manga, which is really great. Yeah. He like wipes his forehead like it was a real yeah, so hard. physical effort. <laughs> <laughs> to like wrap her hand in a bandage and he did a shitty job. Really yeah. Great. Yuki apologizes for not telling her sooner about Ritsu uh, being a man, and she says it's fine, but wonders why he dresses that way, and Shigure promptly arrives in time to explain that Ritsu says that it calms him down. Richan is very shy. If he dresses like a man, it's even worse. Now that you mention it, where is Richan-san? Toru wants to know, and so we cut to outside, and Ritsu <laughs> has climbed up to Shigure's roof, crying, Oh god, Buddha, my sins will never be forgiven! <laughs> oh dear, Shigure says. <laughs> Richan-san, watch out! Toru freaks out. Toru-san, I know an apology isn't enough, but I'm sorry for inflicting such a terrible wound on you, Ritsu says, tears running down his face, and Toru is like, it's it's not a terrible wound, it's just a cut. And I'm sorry that I didn't tell you that I was really a man, I was embarrassed, Ritsu says. So he does realize it's embarrassing, Yuki and Shigure think. There's no need to be, Toru says. I don't think it should be embarrassing for you to dress as a woman, I thought you looked wonderful, and Shigure's like, Toru-kun, I don't think you're helping. So they're shouting all of this while Ritsu's up on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you look great. They don't have any close neighbors. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all trees and stuff. <laughs> Can you? If they had neighbors, things would be very <laughs> exciting. I think. 
Uh, why do I always cause the trouble to those around me? I'm so shameless. The way I burden everyone, Ritsu says. Why was someone to decide given life in this world? Maybe it could be better for everyone if I cut short my existence. But no, I don't even have the courage for that. That's right, I serve no purpose in life, but when it comes to ending it, I am doubly shameless. I hate myself. We see Yuki... No, we see Toru concerned. Uh, the last thing that Ritsu said is really, like, pinging something with Yuki. There's, like, a scene of just his eye and, like, that, like, little lightning bolt texture in the background. Ritsu kneels on the roof. Someone like me needs punishment. Only divine punishment will do. And Shikuri is like, come on, Richan. Don't say that, Toru says suddenly. You don't have to be courageous. What's wrong with being shameless? Sometimes living can be hard, but it's only because we're alive that we can make each other laugh, cry, and be happy. If that's not a reason for being born into this world, I don't know what is. In this world, she thinks, and then we see what looks like a faded image or memory of her mother, Kyoko. Suddenly, Ritsu slips, and Toru covers her mouth in shock, and Yuki and Shigari watch, and Toru covers her eyes, but eventually she looks up as Richan dangles from the roof, and then pulls himself up gracefully. <laughs> this uh, silent but relieved ghosty panel of Ritsu on the roof, and then he announces, I twisted my ankle, and <laughs> like cries. <laughs> Yuki thinks, I don't care anymore, just leave me out of this, and like takes off. <laughs> Shigari's like, you really are shameless, seriously. Later in the evening, Hattori comes and bandages up Ritsu's ankle and asks about Toru, who brandishes her poorly bandaged hand and says she's fine and apologizes for the trouble of Hattori coming to check on her. That's right, she thinks, Yuki-kun is trying to change. It's rude of me to keep worrying, isn't it, Yuki-kun? And she looks back over her shoulder at him and they both smile. Ritsu asks to stay the night and Shigari says it's unusual for Ritsu to be so assertive, which is like, didn't seem assertive at all, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We see a tiny panel of Toru shouting from earlier, which is, I think, Ritsu's thoughts. And Ritsu says, mm-hmm. um, yes, I just wanted to ask. Tor's narration says, he may be a man, but he's still beautiful. The monkey reaches on I wonder if tomorrow I'll get to talk to him some more. And the last panel shows Kyo finally arriving home. And he's like, what the hell are Ritsu and Tori doing here? <laughs> and Ritsu is immediately like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Tori is like, welcome home. And of course, that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> She's like, why are those people in this house? <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you go to the dojo, Kyo. You miss all the excitement. Like, you're training and shit, trying to be responsible, but... Oh my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> chapter 45 opens the next morning, and it's of course chaos in Shigure's house because like half of the family is staying there in this teeny <laughs> house. Toru asks uh, Tori how some food she's making tastes, and he says it's just right, and Shigure butts in and makes a joke about how great his housewife is, and he's like, don't you just want to steal her away? And Tori is like, well, you better think before you say such stupid things or someone might send you flying through the roof, and of course we see that Kyo has appeared behind him, fuming. <laughs> Who so you say, I just did a brief okay. count, and it is almost half the Zodiac in the house right now. I think it is. That's why <laughs> it's I like thought... five of them. So. It's Yuki, Kyo, Shigure, Ritsu, and Hattori. So yes, five mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My thoughts exactly. <laughs> Who you calling your wife, huh? If you don't shut your stupid mouth, I'll break your neck, he shouts. And Shigure is like, eek, Kyo-kun's scary. <laughs> Tori wishes Kyo good morning, of course, and then he sasses her for letting Shigure get away with jokes like that. There's no need to take your jealousy out on her, Hattori chimes in, and he's like, I'm not! <laughs> Which is <laughs> great. And then Kyo is busy being sassy about why Hattori is still there, but then he suddenly notices there's no more milk in the fridge. Toru apologizes and offers to go get milk right away, and Kyo's like, wait, 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 you don't have to. And Toru's like, no, no, as someone who's been trusted with this kitchen, this is very serious. It's not her fault. I'm sorry! Ritsu shouts suddenly and vigorously appears with a bowl. <laughs> Kyo is like, whoa! And Ritsu continues... I always have cornflakes for breakfast, so Toru-san poured the milk that would have been yours, Kyo-san, into my bowl. I am the one who drank the last of the milk. I am the one who is steeped in sins. I am the evil one. Now please, please, without hesitation, render judgment. Render judgment, please. And Kyo is like, oh yeah, you're still here. 
<laughs> I'm the one who steeped in sins. <laughs> I say that every time I finish the milk from now on. <laughs> I just thought it was wonderful. I know, I know that nothing but ill will come from my partaking of breakfast at Shigure Nissan's honorable home, Ritsu says. Shigure, who's wiping up spilled milk from the floor, is like, Richan, next time put down your cereal before, bowl before launching into your violent confessions. And Richan continues, how, how on earth can I possibly make it up to you, Kyo-san? Please drink as much of this milk as you would like from my dish. I've hardly touched it. And Kyo's like, I'd rather die. <laughs> Toru narrates that Richan-san is the beautiful monkey man of the Zodiac. No, I don't think she says it like that. That's how I say it. <laughs> and that his personality resembles his mother's, of course, yes. As if we couldn't tell by now. <laughs> Yuki finally arrives uh, awake to the chaos, and Shigure points out that he's late getting up. Ritsu's like, no, I'm sorry I let you sleep late. I'm sorry I made you late. And Yuki wonders why Ritsu's apologizing. Ritsu continues saying, oh, I'm sorry. You'll be suspended because of being late, and then you'll be expelled. I'm so sorry. And he's like, hey, don't go deciding the future of my schooling. Shigure uses his magic trick of poking Ritsu in the side to calm him down, and then Ritsu kind of chills and like flops down. <laughs> she gives a thumbs up and says justice prevails and Kyo is like you fight for justice and Yuki's like that's funny you're always more of a villain <laughs> <laughs> the kids finally get their shit together enough to leave for school and Itori tends to Ritsu's ankle again Shigure and Itori talk about Ritsu talk to Ritsu about his behavior and Shigure is like it's when you start apologizing with that that you really creep people out and asks Ruchan you want to be a better man don't you of course, Ritsu says. Someday I hope that I can overflow with confidence, like Aya Nisan. And then we see Ritsu's vision of Ayame eating soba noodles with very deep confidence. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's impossible, Shigure says. Ayame aside, Hatori says, the people around you aren't criticizing you as much as you think. So you have you can have a little more composure. Yes, Ritsu says, looking contemplative. On the next page, we see baby Ritsu looking at his parents, who kneel. Voices say, I'm sorry. I apologize, I'm sorry. And Baby Ritsu says, Father, Mother? We cut away to school. Well, Mijitoru and Yuki have lunch together. So it's funny because we just talked about Kisa in our anime break in that episode with Kisa. They also did the same thing, but Haru wasn't there. So I wonder if they kind of like eat lunch together or something. It's cute. Yeah. I like this like bunny mat they're sitting on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Mumiji brought his own like bunny style picnic blanket or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mumiji says that Richan is fun and energetic, and he also says that Haru stayed home from school today. Mumiji continues. Oh, Mumiji also comments on Toru's bandage and is like, it looks like someone tried their absolute very hardest to wrap it. <laughs> I think this is a little note that points to Yuki, right? <laughs> it yeah. says, like, person who tried to wrap it or something. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, long dot dot dot. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when Richan panics, he says, he goes crazy, but he's very nice, and Toru agrees. Toru thinks when Ritsu, when Ritsu smiles, it's so very gentle. Yet he blames himself for something, like Yukikun, Kyokun, and the others, she thinks. Then we transition to her walking home from school. She remembers the day before, Ritsu says, Why was I born into this world? And she remembers the past. We see baby Toru, baby baby Toru, specifically. <laughs> her mom is undoing her hair, like taking a hair tie out of her hair. I'm so glad I had you, Toru, Kyoko says. I can go on smiling every day because my little girl is here. Mommy, Toru says. Does that mean that I was born so that I can meet you? And Kyoko smiles a huge smile and says, If that's true, it would make me happy. 
no a familiar screaming voice breaks Toro out of her memories i'm sorry please excuse me please forgive me i'll go buy more takoyaki right now i'm sorry i'm sorry i tried to take it back i apologize i'll apologize to the whole world and Toru looks over of course to see rizu fighting with a cat that has grabbed a bag of takoyaki <laughs> rizu can't even fight with a cat <laughs> They walk home together, and Ritsu explains that Shigure Nissan, if he, does, if he doesn't eat takoyaki, his writing brush will slow down, or so he says. I see, Toru says, and then a ghosty silence follows. Um, they both say at the same time, and then people stare as they both try to get the other person to talk first. Toru's like, yes, what is it? And Ritsu's like, no, no, what What do you have to say? No, no, Richan, you go first. Oh, no, I couldn't. Please, Toru-san. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. Don't you, do you feel like we're getting nowhere like this? Yes, you're right, Risu says. And the Toru's like, so reach on sound by all means. <laughs> and then she has swirly eyes as she said it. <laughs> Risu finally explains that there's something that he wanted to ask. He asks if, when Toru met his mother, did she say anything about being ashamed? Toru, of course, doesn't respond. Um, but Risu, and Risu apologizes for asking, but then continues. I know it's my fault for being a son that she has to apologize for. I really am hopeless. I'm possessed by a vengeful spirit, but unlike the other members of the Zodiac, I don't have anything resembling talent. I have to study twice as hard to be able to keep up with everyone else. I'm weak and clumsy. Except you can climb up the roof, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Momiji also calls him powerful. He calls Ritsu powerful? Yeah, he says he's energetic and powerful. Oh, I think he is energetic and powerful, but yes. Well, but whatever. That's the whole crux of Ritsu's yeah. issue, so. Mm-hmm. We see a scene from the past. Ritsu's parents bow as if they're apologizing to someone, and Ritsu stands off to the side. On the inside, they often talk about how worthless I am. And my poor parents, all they can do is apologize. Ever since I discovered by chance that wearing women's clothing helps me calm down a little, I've dressed like that. And there's a memory of Ritsu with Kagura. Ritsu asks if he can have her dress. And she's like, sure, if you'll wear it more than once. Actually, I don't know if she says sure. She's like, you'll wear it more than once? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it says. Ritsu continues, but that just added to the number of things my parents had to apologize for. I thought they'd try to be stronger and... and Wait, I thought I'd try to be stronger and stop dressing like a woman, but I just don't have the confidence. So that's why I'm so hopeless, Ritsu says, looking down. We see Ritsu as a child holding a ball, and he thinks, My heart broke. Father and mother must have must hate having to apologize for me all the time. He imagines the same scene with his parents. Surely they wanted a son who would make them proud, a worthwhile son. I'm sorry, he says, and he drops the ball. Maybe it would be better, he says, if I didn't exist. This is in the, in the present. I'm sure there was no reason for me to be born. And we see Toru's eyes and Kyoko, face bandaged, dead, surrounded by flowers. The reason that I know that she's dead is because her kimono's crossed the wrong way. <laughs> the right side's on top. <laughs> uh, and then there's a narration there in, in black boxes, which I believe is Toru's. Even if there's a reason, sometimes you lose that reason. Even so. But I still keep living, Ritsu says. I really am very shameless. You're trying to find it, aren't you? Toru asks. I'm sure that inside your heart you're trying with all your might to find your own, the reason that you were born. And Toru looks down, tears in her eyes. Because, because really, there might not be anyone who was born with a reason. I think that everyone, everyone might need to find their own. And her internal monologue continues. A reason for being born. A reason that's okay to be alive. A reason to exist. Out loud she says, I think that everyone has to find, everyone might have to find their reason for themselves and decide for themselves. It could be your dreams, your job, a person. The reason that you're looking for might be vague, unclear, and uncertain. And you might lose it, she thinks. Out loud she continues, but all, uh, but as long as you're alive, you have to keep searching for that reason. I'm searching too, and if I can, 
If I can, I want to find my reason in someone else. She smiles. The people in my life give me something to live for, she thinks. And she says out loud, and someday I hope I'll find that special someone to whom I can say, you're my reason for living. Whenever I start to feel sad, I think about my reason and I know that I have to keep doing my best. So that's why I'm sure it's okay, even if you're shameless. Because if you stay true to yourself and live your life boldly, someday you might be able to meet someone who will want to eat takoyaki with you more than anyone else. <laughs> Tears well in Ritsu's eyes and he thinks, thank you, thank you so much. I want to hear those words one more time. I want you to say them one more time. I wonder if I can find it, Ritsu says. My reason. I hope I can. Someday, I too, if it's possible, I want to find it in someone else. Ritsu clasps his hands together and cries, smiling. I hope I can eat takoyaki with them. <laughs> Ritsu thinks, I hope I can say it. I was born for you. It'd be nice if I could say that someday. Perhaps that person is out there waiting to hear those words, and I just haven't met that person yet. Back at Shigure's house. Michan has clearly failed to connect with Shigure and is writing a suicide note outside. I realize that no parent wants to bury their own child. Father, mother, she says, but your daughter Mitsuru can no longer bear the harassment of a certain author. Michan-san? Toru asks. Please don't stop me. Please don't stop me. I really mean it this time, she screams. Shigure, of course, arrives at that time. And he asks for the takoyaki. Michan demands the manuscript, to which Shigure replies, calmly eating a takoyaki ball. The manuscript? What makes you think I could possibly have finished it? A certain person named Ritsu showed up and kept me from writing it. And Michan and Richan both freak out. Richan's like, I'm sorry, Shigure Nisan. And Mitsu is like, you couldn't finish? That's terrible. We'll have to drop your story. Drop the story? That's dreadful. Please, oh Nisan, please write with takoyaki power. Yes, sensei, with ikayaki or takoyaki or whatever it takes. Write quickly, without hesitation. And Shigure calmly offers a takoyaki while Ritsu and Mitsu freak out in the background. A ghosty not quite silence figure or fo like a uh, scene follows with Ritsu saying with takoyaki power and Ritsu and Mitsu exchange tear-filled glances um what's takoyaki power Mitsu asks well that is when Shigure Nisan eats takoyaki he transforms into a great warrior I don't he says <laughs> <laughs> they both freak out again they both freak out at Shigure again about the manuscript and Toru smiles and there's a narration that says I hope I can find my reason. And we transition to the main house. Whoa, I don't believe it. Someone walked in who looks exactly like Yuki, Haru says. And Yuki, who's arrived, is mystery. like, I am Yuki. Yes, mystery, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki says that he snuck in and Haru rummages around and then whips out a camera. Peace, he says, setting up for an old school, like, digital camera style selfie. You too, Yuki. Peace. <laughs> and Yuki's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he says that he's commemorating Yuki coming to the main house after so long. But Yuki ignores all Haru's, like, silliness and asks if he's doing okay about Rin. Yeah, Haru says, I'm not going to give up on her yet. I don't think that Rin realizes just how much I like her. I'm doing my best to show her, just short of anything illegal. I see, Yuki <laughs> says, good luck. You too, Haru says, to Yuki's surprise. Good luck. It would help if you'd start calling Honda-san by her first name. I don't want to talk about that, Yuki says. Why not? Why? Give it a rest, Yuki says. And Haru is like, don't tell me you're embarrassed to call her that since it's been so long. Yeah, right. I'm sorry, Yuki says, being grumpy. Oh, you're sulking, Haru says, and he whips out the camera again. Come on, give me a peace sign. I'm going home, Yuki says, and then he sulks off. <laughs> the last panel of the chapter is Mitsu or Michan and Richan commiserating. Michan says, he ignores the deadline, he writes something completely different from what he promises, and he disappears f without warning for days at a time. Because of him, I've lost all confidence in this job, and Ritsu says, Oh no, you poor woman, I didn't realize a writer could be so cruel. 
It's true, Shigure says, working in his computer while Toru brings him some tea. We writers can be quite a handful. And that's the end of chapter 45. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that scene with uh, Haru happened. <laughs> I feel like you were telling me before. You were like, he's like, peace. He's trying to get Yukidi to do like a peace <laughs> sign, which I think is really funny. <laughs> but yeah, we met Risu. We did. Finally. In full <laughs> force. <laughs> yes. Of course. Yes, the most important question. Do you think Ritsu pulling himself up on the roof is just monkey power, or do you think he also <laughs> trained in martial arts? Oh, I think it's implied to just be monkey power. <laughs> but didn't Ritsu have martial arts? I forget if we talked about this before. Yeah. Is he in the list of people that Kagura said trained with Shisho? I can't remember. Hold on, wait. I don't know. He probably wouldn't have been in the list since he wasn't introduced yet, but... I don't know. I, I, don't I think... think she, like. <laughs> I don't think it's a comprehensive list, so... No, I don't think so. It's possible, but mm-hmm. I think that... I think it's supposed to be monkey powers. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny how he, like, slips off the roof and then, like, grabs himself. In the, like, original anime, he, like, kind of flipped his little arms and, like, grabbed onto the roof, which was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say monkey power. <laughs> okay. But an interesting question, nonetheless. And I think it's mm-hmm. possible that he trained with Shisho. I don't know. I don't think they ever <laughs> interact in the series. Probably not. I don't think Ritsu's in it too much after this. Spoilers, but... <laughs> Not too much. Yeah, I know, unfortunately. The th- I guess mm-hmm. the thing is, like, there's a lot of characters that come in that just, like, they don't get a lot of time mm-hmm. in the main story. And I think Ritsu's one of them. Like, I think we can say that without... Yeah. It's not really a big spoiler. Yeah. Like, he shows up again, but I don't think it's for any kind of big thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of interesting, like, Shigeru's kind of a dick to Ritsu about his, like, <laughs> panicking... But he's also yes. like pretty nice about his uh, whole like cross dressing to cope. I don't know what you would call that. Yeah, so he's just like I, I don't really care. Just <laughs> he's like I like to tease you. Like I like that yeah. you're ripe for the teasing, but not about yeah. the cross dressing, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. You're right. Yeah, I guess maybe like the thing about here's the thing about Shigeru though, is that mm-hmm. he's good at picking out the actual thing that bothers you to tease you about. So yeah. <laughs> it's not like he's just like gonna tease Ritsu, and even like when Toru's trying to be helpful, and Toru's like, "I thought you looked great as a woman." It's like that's not helping, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Like he actually mm-hmm. says that because the the thing about yeah. Ritsu is like the cross dressing is something that he does to cope with his like feelings of anxiety and mm-hmm. inferiority, I guess. Right? Yeah. Instead, Shigeru picks on um. He he picks on, like, the thing that actually bothers you the most. Mm-hmm. So in Ritsu's case, it's, like, he actually picks on that, like, inferiority mm-hmm. or, like, uh, anxiety. So yeah. he's, like, his, like, Ritsu wasn't prepared for to come visit or whatever. So he's, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I am actually angry that you brought books instead of fruit. And then Ritsu's, <laughs> like, no, no, I'm sorry. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Shigure is good at picking out the thing that actually bothers people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Instead of, like, it's not that... It's just another thing. Ritsu generally feels ashamed about certain things and feels inferior in certain mm-hmm. ways. But the cross-dressing is just one of those things. It's not, like, the only thing. Yeah. But yeah. And then even, like, Yuki's generally pretty... They're, like, outwardly okay with the cross-dressing, I guess. Mm-hmm. They do... When Ritsu's, like, always oh, embarrassed to tell you that it's actually a man, they're both, like, oh, he does realize it's embarrassing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, Ritsu feels that way. He feels yeah. like it's something else that has to be apologized for and that's uncomfortable for him Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I'm sure it is considered embarrassing whether or not it should be. Yeah, for sure. Especially at that time period. For sure. We go, let's go back in the time machine 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm sure it would be. I think it's interesting that the it's like the. I mean, so I feel like Ritsu's character is a, like a. It's not like he's like transgender or like non-binary or something has nothing to do with his like gender identity or nothing to do with his like sexuality like it's Mm -hmm. part of this uh i don't know like what i guess i would say is like social anxiety or something yeah i think it's just like because of the like different cultural expectations on men and women and he feels like he can be more passive yeah and like not have as much that he can't doesn't feel like he can do expected of him Mm -hmm. yeah i think that that might be the case Mm-hmm. Did we talk about this before? This feels very familiar. Unless I think I we touched on it something. when we were just like talking about. Like, oh, we were talking really about early Yuki. on. We were talking about some stuff in general. Yeah, yeah, we we're probably talking about the time with Yuki. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. I think it is more of a. It is more to do with like a perception of women rather than a his like personal kind of like. Yeah, um, I don't think he's ever presented as being a transgender character and no. or anything along those lines. I don't think so. We learned about. Um, Ritsu's backstory, of course, which is that he, his parent, like, he, he says that he doesn't have any talents or anything, like, I guess, like, other members of the Zodiac do, and so, mm-hmm. at the main house, <clears throat> his parents had to apologize for him a lot or something, Yeah, but I think it's kind of interesting, it's the amount of, so we just, also, we just talked about Kisa again, and something that I wanted to say in that episode that I couldn't really say was, like, the... Mumiji says he heard everything about what happened to Kisa from the maids and stuff, right? Or from mm-hmm. the well, from the people in the main house. And I think it's interesting how much influence the people in the main house have over these other characters. Like, also, um, with Haru, they said that the ox is slow, and so that was part of, kind of, like, Haru's issues that he was dealing with as a little kid, too. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like, I don't know who those people are that they're referring to. Like, it's yeah. not just Akito. Akito wasn't even mm-hmm. born when Mitsu was little, right? So... yeah. It seems like there are some, like, there's obviously some, like, high-ranking hierarchy stuff going on even beyond the possessed members. Yeah, you think that it wouldn't be like that, but it seems like there... I find it really interesting that there's this, like, whole... This, like, other... People who aren't in the Zodiac but are knowledgeable about the curse who kind of, like, drive a lot of things for Mm -hmm. the people who are cursed, which is interesting. Yeah. So again, this like happens again with Ritsu. It happened with Haru, and I think with other people, but specifically we've seen Haru and now Ritsu too. Mm-hmm. How it impacted their kind of development. Yeah. And some of the issues they have. Yeah, I think we saw them like gossiping about like Kyo's mom and everything too mm-hmm. in his flashback. That's right. And I think they all said that uh, the rat is special and stuff. Like that's how Yuki mm-hmm. gets all the. I was gonna say special treatment, but really it's like the extra negative yeah. treatment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that we've seen about him and Akito so far, at least that's been implied, mm-hmm. right, by him being in the room and stuff. Yeah, it's special, all right. <laughs> yeah, one might say that. <laughs> I guess the main, um, the main topic of this chapter, like the main things that they kind of talked about, or these chapters, I guess, was so Ritsu says like I, I don't, uh, like I don't know why I was born. I'm trying to find a reason for why I was born. I feel like I'm just kind of like a burden on everyone. And then Toru has this competing, the opposite opinion, which is like, uh, hold on, wait, what did she say? She said, like, sometimes living can be hard, but it's only because we're alive that we can make each other laugh, cry, and be happy, right? If there's, if there's not a 
reason for being born in this world if that's not a reason for being born in this world i don't know what is which is kind of interesting so she kind of presents this opposite opinion and then they have their chat and their whole chat is about finding a reason to live or like finding i don't know i guess like a purpose in life so it's kind of the 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 that's the kyoko wisdom drop of this chapter although it kind of came Mm -hmm. from toru this time yeah that you need to find out for yourself what makes life worth living i guess Mm -hmm. and for her it's strongly implied that it was her mother there's like a couple of times where she says like you can also lose that reason and have to Mm -hmm. find it again or whatever find another reason to live and she says that she's looking for a reason to live in someone and ritsu says that he'd be looking for that too so Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. It's kind of, but also ties, like, I find, like, this language specifically in this chapter, I guess it depends, like, living for your mom or finding someone, so, so, your person to eat takoyaki with, strongly <laughs> implies that you're looking for, like, someone in a, I guess, in, like, a romantic way, someone who cares for you. That's how I feel, the way that it's written. Mm-hmm. Even though it's sort of, like, set up with Toru and kind of, like, her, her, um, her mother being her reason to live, right? Or someone to mm-hmm. live for. Yeah, I think the way it's phrased at the end kind of makes it like a romantic thing, but like the examples mm-hmm. given are like, like you know, Toru and a mother like from both directions, because like yeah, Kyoko is this like thing about like being excited to like get up every day because she, she gets to see Toru or whatever it was exactly. Yeah, she's like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. So I get to smile every day or something. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I had you. Yeah, she says. Oh, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. It's not serious. <laughs> Does breaking the dishes count as damage to Shigeru's house? <laughs> well, I was going to joke that he got water damage to his floor from the spilled <laughs> milk. So, <laughs> I think some there's some definitely some damage of of uh, Ritsu's, but I don't know what it would be. <laughs> damage to the floor. The scene with him running around with the bowl is hilarious. Yeah, I apologize to all. I love when he's like holding it out to Kyo and it's like dripping down the sides. Yes. <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, please have some of this. And Kyo's like, I'd rather die. <laughs> and of course, uh, Ritsu finds some commiseration, or I guess, I guess Michan finds some commiseration with Richan. So <laughs> they both complain about Shigure and wanting him to be fueled by Takoyaki to finish writing his manuscript. <laughs> and then at the end of the chapter, uh, Michan is like, and then he runs away. And Ritsu's <laughs> like, oh, it's so terrible. So. <laughs> Finally, someone can commiserate with Michan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. It's, I feel like it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's interesting or whatever, but we got not one, but two suicide related jokes this time in these chapters. <laughs> like, not just Michan, but also Richan. Yeah. And I find them to be funny because it's like over the top. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's just like, why is this a running joke? Like, I just, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't see, it doesn't feel appropriate, but I think it's a, japan thing i feel like suicide jokes show up in a lot of japanese media that i've consumed maybe <laughs> it's just kind of a like cultural thing where it's more acceptable to joke about i guess i guess like i don't know generally i'm okay with dark humor but i could see this mm-hmm. being controversial yeah um i'm just trying to think i'm taking a pause to think if i've ever seen a suicide joke in like something from like north american media yeah and i don't it really shows up, but so. usually in like like edgier humor kind of stuff yes i I don't know not really in like a you know a what romance romance comedy manga (laughs) (laughs) especially this chapter yes it's like i need to find a reason to live and not 
jump off of this roof or write this yeah. suicide note to my parents. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a comment. Like it's, I find it to be interesting. I find yeah. them personally find them to be. And they're funny fairly like it's... some of them are fairly like dark. Like the one with like <laughs> yeah, Meechan and the box cutter. <laughs> Meechan and the box. Yeah, the box cutter one is is. Yeah. <laughs> I said writing the suicide notes kind of funny though. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know, and it's definitely like I feel like suicide is is a topic that is touched on often in. I mean, actually, there's been serious suicide references in this series already. Yeah, like, like with Kyo. Uh, with Kyo's mother, so mm-hmm. it's not, and I and Momiji's mother, I guess technically yeah. we saw in the anime it was more more clear, but yeah, there's so definitely a self harm situation. So, mm-hmm. so it's clearly a topic that is can be touched on in a way that is intended to be funny and also serious. So yeah, <laughs> um, I mean I don't know. I think it's fine. I just find mm-hmm. it. I just, but seeing both of them in a row was like that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the need to bring it up. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's interesting. There's another thing that something that I thought about while I was reading these, which is I think it's funny that Ritsu like admires Ayame. Yeah. But it's kind of funny that they're like the same person, but for different reasons. Like Ritsu comes in and is like so all over the place and like makes these big grand gestures and stuff. But it all comes from a place of like being super not confident. Where with Ayame, yeah. Ayame like doesn't is super like non empathetic and kind of like it's not even confidence. It's just like he doesn't really. He does things his way, right? Like, mm-hmm. and Rizu thinks it's confidence, but yeah, I think it's funny how they they have kind of the same effect of like shaking things up and like and being and these big like grand gestures and going over the mm-hmm. top. Like, Rizu's like so upset that he goes up to the roof to be like, I, I deserve to be I deserve divine punishment for this. Where, <laughs> you know, like if it was Yama, it'd be something completely different, right? Like, yeah, it's it's interesting to me that. I wouldn't say that they're like foils, but it's funny how like similar they are. It feels that they're doing these like big grand things, but it comes from a completely different place. Yeah. Their intro chapters are kind of uh, like diagrammed out the same way too, where they both like show up and then it end- it's a two part chapter and the first one ends with them like deciding to stay for a night. <laughs> that is true. And also they both talk to Toru and have like their one-on-one chat with Toru. Mm-hmm. Ayami's is in ch- the first chapter. Rizu's is in the second chapter, but mm-hmm. they have their kind of like little one-on-one where they get to the heart of what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Although I think most characters have that <laughs> set up with Toru where they have like a yeah. one-on-one with her. <laughs> but in particular, uh, these two. So it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other spoilers other than those things. I mean, not spoilers. I don't have any other things to talk about in this discussion that are non-spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert all those things are spoilers I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah I think my last note is Ayama eats his soba with confidence so. <laughs> I was just excited to report that back for you because we talked about that at some point too mm-hmm. Ayama does everything with confidence yeah. blind confidence <laughs> yes <laughs> even when he shouldn't <laughs> unhuman confidence according to Shigure yes even when he shouldn't <laughs> it's like be less confident <laughs> I don't think he needs to be less confident. I think he just needs to be more yeah. sensitive. But it's so much harder yeah. to be less. It's so much harder to be more com- more sensitive than less confident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, in that case, if you enjoyed this episode, you can leave us ratings and reviews and subscribe. And also, uh, you can send us comments and questions and stuff in our Tumblr and Twitter and all those other places where you can you know you know where to find us. I know that you know. <laughs> you know where we live on yeah. the internet. Tumblr. <laughs> basically (laughs) 
so i don't know as always thank you all for listening for all your support we really appreciate all the comments and stuff that we get it's just nice to see people listening to the podcast and enjoying it i wonder if there'll be more like ghosty figures in any of the episodes that are coming up (laughs) soon hopefully i wonder if we'll get notified again yeah that's funny (laughs) it was great it was like one of my favorite things that happened recently yeah Yeah. (laughs) i appreciated it too (laughs) okay Thank you all for listening. We will uh, cut to spoilers. and we're, Next time we're going to talk about chapters 46 and 47. So if you're listening to the spoiler section, stick around. And if not, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, it's time to talk about spoilers now. For the spoiler people. People who are okay with being spoiled. And or spoiled. <laughs> spoiled rotten. Yes. I was really excited because it was Richan and Richan's meat cute and I didn't even know. <laughs> I remember all these things that happened with Ritsu, like climbing on the roof and like falling off the roof and stuff, but I forgot some of the other stuff that happened in this chapter. Hmm. Like it's interesting that uh Yuki's little thing with Haru is still suspended throughout these chapters. Like it's probably not gonna get resolved for a while. I wonder how much more time so like the last part that we read was him freaking out and like beating up the classroom right mm-hmm. and there's even reference to it in this chapter like it's not just completely done it's not like that was the resolution yeah so i wonder if that's starting in this pattern of things happening slowly over time now yeah well, we don't even meet rin until like the middle of the beach arc so this is oh actually it says that she appears in two chapters it's earth yeah not next time next time my note says everyone freaks out about the future and yuki's backstory slash ayame and then the next one says Haunted House slash Rune appears. So maybe in three chapters? I don't know. Oh, there's a scene at the end of this volume that has... Oh, there Hero she is. That's, yeah, that's what I was referring to. Mm-hmm. So she's coming very soon. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. So I guess probably over next time they'll probably talk about it. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But the other spoilery thing that I noticed was that I didn't realize that Toru's like situation with her mom was brought in so early. Like I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was going to be in this chapter. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's pretty clearly set up that Toru's, like, reason to live is her mom, in, mm-hmm. as it is shown in that scene. So, I felt yeah. comfortable talking about it. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of suicide attempts, this whole thing made me think of, like, Kyoko's, like, almost suicide attempt after Katsuya died. Yes. Yes. It is related to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of funny, that scene where Toru mom is like I get to live every day because of you I'm glad I had you and I get to be it, her hair is so long and stuff and Toru is still pretty young like it mm-hmm. actually looks like it's around that time when Katsuya yeah. died too actually mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting to see that and know that that's coming yeah. so I'm not exactly sure when that scene is supposed to take place but it sort of looks like it's around the same time frame like Toru's pretty young so yeah and of course Toru saying that she wants to find another uh, find someone a reason to live. I mean, I think it just kind of like it's all a part of her struggling to get over her loss of her mom. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting that it takes kind of like this romantic sort of lean because of the text. Like, I want to find someone, find someone to eat takoyaki with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's also, um, I mean, think that whole like I was born for a person kind of thing actually comes up at the end with the Ayame Amine. Mm-hmm. Like, when Naomi's curse is broken, that's, like, basically what he says to her. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm.
I think that there's some language around that with Shigeru and Akito as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Probably. I think there is. I don't. I can't yeah, think. I was of like, I feel like it comes up more than once. That was just the first one that mm, yep. made me think of, especially since uh, we were talking about Ayame in this chapter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he eats a soba with confidence because he was born mm-hmm. to be with Mine. Yes. <laughs> he was born to eat soba with Mine <laughs> more than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to try to remember that for later because I'm pretty sure that there is some like stuff with like Shigure and Akito, you know, being born. You know, to be with the Zodiac or whatever, but Shigeru is like, no, I want you to be with me. You like, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. That sounds really familiar to me. We'll have to dig into that later. I didn't realize that until yeah. we were just talking about it now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. Yeah, I definitely didn't think about that till just now. But you're right. I think that comes up more than one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a shoujo after all. Yeah. <laughs> they all get like paired up with somebody at the end. I feel like this is it's setting up. It's like. I just feel like this little this little exchange between Ritsu and Toru, it sets up so many things, really. Like, it's yeah. all of this tied into, like, Toru and her, you know, issues with her mom. And then not just Ritsu finding someone, but a lot of people kind of dealing with the things that are um, their sort of, like, inadequacies that they feel like they have. And mm-hmm. finding people who can accept them for who they are. Yeah. Throughout the series. Everything relates to everything, as it turns out. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm trying to remember something. Someone uh, wrote to us a long time ago, and I can't remember exactly what the topic was, but I remember replying and being like, well, you know, like, the reason that we're able to discuss it is because this, this way is because so many things have been, like, this, all of these chapters have been imbued with so many things from the beginning, like, on purpose. Like, the mm-hmm. Takai has set all these things up for, uh, like, on purpose, right? Yeah. They're written this way for a reason. So, that's why they're, and they tie together in the clear, to create some clear themes. This one, I'm not super clear about what exactly the theme is. Like, it's not, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's beyond just, like, finding, like, finding, I guess it's, like, understanding your purpose or finding a reason to live or finding someone to live for it's a little bit vague Mm -hmm. i think we might see some more people being like what's their purpose in life like especially like akito i think is actually gonna maybe play this theme out a bit more later Mm -hmm. it's the struggle of some of the characters but not as many of them as like finding a place where they belong or like Mm -hmm. dealing with something they're ashamed of about themselves i guess yeah that's my rant (laughs) about Mm -hmm. that that's that's all i have to say about that (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) It's like, it's not a well-formed idea yet, and I feel like it's not because this is, like, the first time... Like, a couple of, um... We've seen a couple of themes get touched on many times so far. This one, I feel like, is a new one. Like, this idea is a conceptually new idea that hasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. been touched on very much yet, I feel like. Setting up this, this specific goal of people or way of trying... Thing that you're trying to do to grow or whatever hasn't yet come up, I think. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I was born to be with you. Born to eat takoyaki with you. Born to create a podcast with you. <laughs> that one's better. I don't like takoyaki that much. <laughs> My recollection of eating takoyaki is that it's hot. Yeah. It's like maybe it would have tasted good if I had any taste buds left. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's tasty. Not something I would seek out. No. I mm-hmm. I I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I think we're getting tired because this has <laughs> been a quite the quiet episode. <laughs> even though I even though I voice acted Ritsu and everything. So 
next time we'll start a little earlier so we have a little more energy like Ritsu. <laughs> energy and power. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, could you eat your soba with confidence? <laughs> to get all personal um, again. Probably not, actually. It can be kind of slippery. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's delicious, though. Okay, well, anyway, I hope everyone eats their soba with confidence. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>